What's going on, family? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to another edition of the Faction Quick Hits. I'm your man, GB, Gerard Bonner, and I hope you are doing absolutely well. I hope that the day is off to an amazing start and that the week has been great. It is the middle of the week, and I know the middle of the week can be a little wild and wooly, but as wrestling fans, it's also must-see TV tonight, and we'll get into some of that in just a few minutes. Before we do that, Always a big shout out to everybody who has joined us by way of the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. We absolutely appreciate you hanging out with us there. Big shouts to everyone who has joined us also by way of podcast. We absolutely appreciate who you are and what you do. It is pretty doggone amazing if we must say so ourselves. So thank you again for being the people that you are who continue to support what we're doing here at The Faction. With that said let's go into the whole scenario with what's going on in the world of pro wrestling let's start of course with monday night raw on the heels of the fast lane pay-per-view and now building to the road to wrestlemania this week Monday Night Raw drew an average of 1.816 million viewers, which is down 1.5% from last week's 1.843 million viewers. It's a difference of about 27,000 viewers from week to week. Now, we saw some intriguing things here. The show began with the WWE champion Bobby Lashley defeating Sheamus in a really big match. We also saw what could be, I guess, a resuming friendship or respect between Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. We saw the return of The Fiend to Monday Night Raw. We also saw the debut of Rhea Ripley, and Rhea Ripley will be getting a shot at Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania. Sign me up for that one. That's a WrestleMania quality match. And in my mind, I think Rhea gets her just dessert getting the opportunity to win the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania, the same place where, of course, last year she made her debut. Well, it was supposed to be the same physical place, but you get what I'm saying, where she defended the NXT Women's Championship against Charlotte Flair. Speaking of Charlotte Flair, there's been a lot of rumor and conjecture about what's going on with Charlotte uh, as she was pulled from the WrestleMania promo material. Many thought that perhaps this was in solidarity with her boyfriend, a.k.a. Andrade Cien Almas. But what actually happened is WWE did not want to say that Charlotte Flair is out dealing with COVID. So let me just kind of take a moment and work with that for a second, okay? So Charlotte Flair has contracted COVID-19. It's kind of weird that WWE didn't mention it considering they proactively mentioned when the WWE champion contracted COVID-19 just a couple of months ago prior to the Royal Rumble, that being Drew McIntyre. WWE's relationship with COVID-19 over the last year has to be one of the most unique and strange situations we've seen. Clearly, the world has been impacted by this pandemic. It impacted, of course, everybody in every sphere of life, including professional sports and pro wrestling. When all of the other sports shut down, pro wrestling and the WWE chose not to, and they figured out ways around this. They were fortunate, I think, that they were in the state of Florida so that they could get around some of these shutdowns and the like. 
we've chronicled here on the faction the lengths at which WWE and Vince McMahon went to ensure that there was still a weekly product from WWE, all while not mentioning COVID-19 by name on their program. AEW operated a bit differently, acknowledging the pandemic, acknowledging the testing that they were doing. Meanwhile, on the WWE side, there's been a lot of controversy because there has not been, you know, rapid and adequate testing regularly for the superstars. A number of folks had contracted COVID over time and they were just mysteriously pulled off of television, etc., etc., etc. So the unique nature of what happens with Charlotte Flair, the fact that she did not acknowledge this when this first happened. And now, I guess, because of all the questions surrounding Andrade, they felt the need to say it. And it's really the first time that we learned of a covid diagnosis from another wrestler in the ring during a promo. So with that said, there are just some interesting things that are going on with WWE and its relationship to COVID-19. Again, Charlotte's diagnosis being mentioned during Rhea Ripley's promo and not mentioned prior to that. Now it's being covered by all of the major news outlets. On the other side of it, when Drew McIntyre contracted it, it first appeared at WWE.com. Interesting. Perhaps even more interesting, as you may have noticed last week, was WWE's PSA surrounding the vaccine. So in case you missed it, WWE, in all of their programming, now has their wrestlers doing a public service announcement encouraging everyone to get vaccinated. Now, I think this is interesting considering two things. Number one, WWE uh, has gone nearly a year without actually uttering the words COVID-19. I think it's been uttered twice, perhaps, on WWE programming, the actual words COVID-19. That's the first thing. The second thing, which makes this even more interesting, is the fact that even as of now, WWE has not proactively offered vaccine options to their wrestlers, meaning this. There was an article that came out back in January that said that WWE talent were informed that they would not be receiving the vaccine through WWE and that it was their own responsibility to schedule and get the vaccine. Now, this surprised a number of talent who were expecting this to be set up through WWE, while others uh, figured that because of the nature of their status as independent contractors, that it would end up this way. There's a lot of frustration that has gone on with WWE talent. And so I will just say the irony that this company will not provide their superstars who are literally putting life and limb on the line every week to present content. They are not providing them the vaccine, but they're having them do commercials to encourage everybody else to get vaccinated seems uh, paradoxical in nature. I don't want to use the word hypocrite, but I just said hypocrite, right? Let's add one other factor to that. Why would WWE superstars suddenly be telling the world, hey guys, let's go ahead and get vaccinated? First of all, the optics of the commercial. You see all colors, all creeds. It's one of the most diverse commercials they've done because there's the understanding that, for instance, 
people of color are having a more difficult time coming to grips with going to get the vaccine, let alone being qualified, et cetera, et cetera. So the appeal to the Latino community, the African-American community is one thing. But let's look at the other overarching or underlying component connected to this money. That's what it all kind of comes down to when it comes to WWE. And this is not an anti-WWE podcast. It is what it is. And the fact of the matter is, let's connect the dots and follow the money trail. If you as a fan get vaccinated, it obviously puts you in a better space to be around more people and to be able to get back to what we consider as life as normal. And I'm using air quotes as though you could see me. Fans being vaccinated coming into WrestleMania is even more important. Think about this. 7,500 vaccinated healthcare workers were part of the 22,000 people that were at the Super Bowl. So basically, you're looking at 30 to 40 percent of the folks at the Super Bowl who were fans were vaccinated. That actually eases a lot of concern in terms of contact, et cetera, et cetera. WWE right now has no way of knowing who is vaccinated in terms of fans coming into Raymond James Stadium. The other piece of this to consider is this. Again, follow the money trail. If fans get vaccinated, it allows WWE to begin to go back on the road because there's less of a danger for wrestlers or fans to contract COVID at their events. Here's the issue, though. Why would you have your superstars doing PSAs for vaccines when you have not proactively provided that for them? The fact that WWE can lean on this independent contractor situation when it is advantageous to them is not a good scenario at all. For instance, it's crazy how you can be an independent contractor when it comes to providing health care and providing, you know, things like a vaccine, et cetera, et cetera. But you're not deemed an independent contractor when it comes to wanting to leave WWE or work in other spaces or be able to grab income from other spaces. So I think you can't really have it both ways. If I am an independent contractor, I have the opportunity to contract with whomever I so desire. It just makes sense. So why this isn't the case with WWE is really jarring for me. And again, it is not lost on me that at the top of the year, when this vaccine became first available, WWE would not provide it to their talent and told them so that they are responsible for getting the vaccine. Yet you have these same superstars doing PSAs and commercials to encourage the world to get vaccinated. I, that writes its own story, right? So with that said, we do wish a speedy recovery to Charlotte Flair and to anybody else in WWE or anywhere else, quite frankly, who has contracted the COVID-19 virus. We certainly hope that you get better soon. And yes, we do encourage you to get vaccinated because it will allow all of us to get back to a space of normalcy, so to speak, whatever that looks like. With that said, in the world of NXT, there is a major change that has happened as it was announced yesterday that the NXT Tag Team Championships are now vacant. Danny Burch, one half of the Tag Team Champions, has a shoulder injury that will not allow him to compete. 
So they have been stripped of the titles. We will find out tonight what will happen with the NXT Tag Team Championships. In my mind, it just seems to make sense that there is a tournament of some sort and that gets resolved at Stand and Deliver in about two weeks. But we'll see. Of course, NXT always comes with very creative ways to handle things, and I'm looking forward to that. Speaking of creativity and availability. So there's been a change to the WWE Hall of Fame situation. As you know, this year, they're going to do something unique, inducting Two classes at once. Last year, the class of 2020 did not get the opportunity to have a formal induction ceremony. So that will happen alongside the class of 2021. However, the front runner in the class of 2020, the first person to be announced was Dave Batista, who is no longer being announced as part of the Hall of Fame inductions. The reason scheduling conflicts he is a movie star folks and uh, he has quite a bit going on and with having so much going on he is not available to be inducted into the wwe hall of fame so that induction will happen perhaps in a different class maybe the class of 2022 however in comma i do have to ask this question since number one the event is primarily virtual why not have him do a video recording to accept it? Unless he just really felt like he had to be there personally. The other thing is it's not happening live. It's being taped. It's being pre-recorded. So with that said, again, why could we not make a scenario? Put him on a green screen or something. They're not going to be fans there either way you look at it. But who am I? I'm just spitballing and thinking somewhat logically or so I'd like to think with that said a couple of more things before we get out of here and one of those things being the NWA NWA power made its long-awaited return after no content for nearly a year it made its return last night on fight TV and for those who have been asking there is a subscription connected to it for $4.99 a month you can have access to episodes of NWA power all previous NWA content on fight TV as well Here's the thing, you're only going to be getting three new episodes of Power in a month, so I don't know if that means on week four there will be just uh, repurposed content, I'm not sure, but yeah, I will say this, on one hand, when you've had something for free like Power on YouTube, not getting it for free uh, certainly could see a dip in numbers. $4.99 $4.99 a month is the same thing you're going to pay for the WWE Network on Peacock and for other streaming services. But I will say this, it is right now one of the only streams of income for the NWA. As before, you could put power on YouTube because you had fans paying to come to the power tapings. There are no fans at these tapings. There are no live shows for the NWA. So they have to get uh, resources and finances however they can get them, particularly if you want to continue to see superstars and production there. So it's completely up to you whether you get it. In fact, I want to know. Do you think you'll go ahead and get the $4.99 subscription for Power with Fight TV? Let us know by way of social media. Well, today is Wednesday. That means the Wednesday Night Wars continue. NXT versus AEW, both again coming with live shows, both getting ready for some pretty significant things on the AEW side of things. They are getting ready for, of course, their pay-per-view, Double or Nothing, which will happen in May. 
But a lot of eyes are starting to point towards what's happening with AEW and Impact with the title for title match as Kenny Omega appeared on Impact last night. I'll be intrigued to see if AEW actually talks about that on Dynamite tonight. On the other side of things, as we mentioned, we're going to find out what's happening with the NXT Tag Team Championships tonight. We'll also find out what stipulations may be happening for Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly, which I'm super pumped to see. Side note, that's a match that also happened uh, at the Tokyo Dome for the ROH World Championship a few years ago. I remember watching that at Wrestle Kingdom, so pretty exciting to see what's going to happen with that. All right, guys, we're going to get out of here. We'd love to hear from you by way of social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. Be sure to hit us up there. And uh, also let us know if you're going to WrestleMania as well. There are a few tickets available, and I want to see if you'll be in the number for WrestleMania 37, as WrestleMania is indeed back in business. All right, we're going to get out of here, guys. Have an absolutely amazing day, and uh, stay tuned to our socials. Of course, you'll be hearing from us in that space with any current and updated news. Until then, it's your man GB, representing for my good brothers Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray, collecting we're known as the faction. Have a great day.